What's happening, everybody? And welcome to this, another edition of the Dell and Keith Show. I'm Derek Kernahan, and we are back. We are back. <laughs> After a long-awaited return, we are back. Um, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, Keith Anderson. Keith, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, mate. How are you? Long time, yeah, man. Yeah, it's good, mate. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Obviously, the world's got the better of us recently, mate, with COVID and families and all sorts of crap that's happened, buddy, but we're back and we're yep. here to talk about the jails. Yep. I, the one thing that's not let us down this, this year, pretty much, yep. yeah? Yeah, exactly. It's typical for us, mate, like I was saying to you yesterday, you know, in terms of stuff that we do, you know, we're, we're playing so well and we haven't even spoke about it, you know, in terms of putting out there in my podcast, whereas usually we'll be talking about the last few years where it's been crap, isn't it? It's typical, man. Aye, aye, definitely, man. Like you say, we've not had the chance to speak about it. Not even a chance to get to a game or, or anything. Whereas, like you say, when it was when the football was crap and it was pelting a rain and freezing cold, you know, we, we were in every week and <laughs> yeah, just standard, standard. Yep, yep, yep. Aye. So just just some of the things I want to, to, to catch up on. You know, obviously since since all this COVID's obviously happened, you know, we've been we've, we've done. You know, we've, we've still actually seen each other a wee bit, which is which is nice. You know, we done surprisingly we done the marathon together, which is something I never thought we'd say about us too. <laughs> we done the we done the virtual London Marathon together, which was which was excellent and a massive achievement for us, um, as well. But we still have spent a bit of time together, and we just haven't been able to do, get some get some pods out. So now this is us back and ready to go, um, yep. so to speak. And like I say, what we're going to do is just do a catch up on the the season so far, and then at the end of it, we're going to have just maybe a wee chat about the season ahead and thinking ahead and our and our expectations for next season and. The rest of the season as well, mate. Aye, aye. Sounds lovely. Can't wait. Nice one, nice one. So let's just let's just dig in then. So let's just go back to the very start of the season, Keith. Then what was your what was your expectations at the start of the season? Aye, I think just as new you've asked, we should probably listen to a pod we did back at the start. But I'm pretty sure we said that we were going to win the league. Um, yeah. I I stuck a quite a heavy claim on. I would really love the league cup to set the yes. tone. It's a first trophy. Like build the belief, send a message, all of that sort of stuff. Um, <clears throat> so I mean that that was my kind of minimum, hoping for hoping for a treble. But my my minimum uh, hopes were league and, and league cup double. Um, yeah. What about you? Yeah, same. Mine. I think I think when we done the pod, the first thing I, I said was like we wanted we wanted a cup done early to put a intent on the season, and obviously the main thing is. Um, as the league, obviously as well, and I don't think we were really first. We didn't seem that first about Europe at that time, or else we wanted to get through the group stages because of the money revenue. But we didn't really, we weren't really that concerned about how we performed in the group. Aye, aye, definitely Europe. Make it to the groups. That's where we get some of the dosh. We know it's you know it's it's much much more money than than winning the league. So from a financial benefit to the club, Europe is is where it's at. Um, yep. But the, the not that you can pick and choose, but I think you know the the intent was always make the groups get the money, focus on the league. I'm not really that bothered about what happens in Europe, and and typically you know you say that, but as a Rangers fan, no matter who you're playing, no matter what the tournament is, you want to win every single game. So before the game, you know, just throwing it away is not acceptable. But yeah. you know that that was the intent. I like you say, good, good show Europe, get to the groups. I'm not really that bothered about getting at the group. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you know, obviously we. With them at Sharkhead, it was been such a, you know, they, they sort of see it as this defining year for them and stuff like that, and we were there to prove them, prove them wrong. But they've sort of 
done that all by themselves. Um, but we don't really want to talk about them. We want to talk about we want to talk about us. One of the other things, um, as well that I want you know we sort of looked at as well was maybe some other signings which we'll which we'll talk about in more detail. But we wanted to improve the squad by bringing in better quality players, but also, um, potentially. You know, it looks like what he's done a wee bit is um, reduce the size of the squad a wee bit because of some of the players that have went out. There's a large number of players that went out at the season. They brought a few in, obviously, um, as well, which is quite... Do you think it's quite important to have that close-knit group there? You know, a sort of close-knit squad there of, you know, like 20-odd, 20-odd guys who can come in and out the team? I I think... Um... For me, I think the squad is still a wee bit big, uh, if, I, if I'm being honest. But you're right. I mean, he, we, we certainly seen as many, pretty much as many go out as came in. I, I think the numbers are, are pretty close. So it didn't get any bigger, that's for sure. Um, yeah. And aye, like you said, the, the, the guys that come in, though, have, have all brought quality. Um, and, and the guys that went out, if we're being honest, are, are a sign of, you know, we had to kind of get, get those squad players and we've still got a few of them in there that aren't really contributing and, and it's obvious, right, there's guys that make the odd bench but have had pretty much no minutes this season. Those type yeah. of guys are, are the kind of, you know, if we, we're the best one in the world, they're, they're not at the level of where we want to be um, yeah. and we would hopefully see more of those guys go out. Maybe this window, uh, arguably, we, we already have uh, but certainly, you know, in, come the summer, we'll, we'll, we'll see some of that, um, some of those players replaced. So, are you right, you want to have a Two players for every position. Keep it lean. Keep a lot of competition, um, and and obviously full of quality is the aim. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you when you think about some of the players that we that, that we get rid of, um, like Andy Halliday, who sort of everybody everybody respected what he done for the club, you know, and you know the fact that he's a that he is an actual bear as well mm-hmm. um, helps the situation. But um, you know, we needed without being disrespectful, we needed. Better quality players, um, yes. Than 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 him. Like I said, I'm not being disrespectful in any way. I thought he was. I thought he was a fantastic servant to the club. But we needed better quality in there to compete with, um, compete with, with Celtic in the league and also in Europe, as well. Yeah. No. D- definitely. Like you said, uh, that that was what we had to do. Right. We had to get rid of less of the the kind of squad players that weren't quite good enough. And we'll probably touch on it with the signings and, and some of the later topics, but. It's been mentioned quite a few times by by all of us uh, amongst our mates that we've now got a squad that that Gerard trusts. So you get more yeah. subs, you get more rotation, and part of that was that you know he would the depth wasn't there. He, he would look, he would pick a strong first eleven, and then he'd be like, right, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't have a great belief in this guy or that guy. Um, they might fill a hole for a wee bit, but consistently they're not going to do it game in game out or when yeah. called upon every time. Um, and getting rid of those those sort of guys and getting in guys that you can trust, I think has been has been massive for us for sure. I think that was a massive thing about last season as well. Was like, like you said, it was clearly evident that guys that we had on the bench he didn't really trust. No, um, as well. So he's obviously changed that around this season to to great effect. So let's sort of discuss um, some of the signings this season, and we'll we'll pick out a few of them and sort of sort of go through them. So first and foremost, um, we 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 got a, a backup goalkeeper. Um, and John McLaughlin, who I think was an excellent signing, um, you know he, he came in with good pedigree. Played in the played in, played yeah, in the English leagues. He played for Hearts in the Premier League, Scotland international as well. And um, obviously we've get we've, we've get the benefit of seeing what's happened so far this season. 
when he's came in, he's he, he, he's not done much wrong, has he? No, no, I think um, a very solid signing. It's kind of like, um, for me, I think this comparison's been made obviously quite a few times, but it's like when we had Neil Alexander back in the day, you know, and McGregor would get injured and back in going to Europa League final or UEFA Cup final, and you had somebody that wasn't quite the same level, but was still pretty damn good, and you wouldn't really have yeah. any concerns about him coming in. That's where we're at. Yeah. We're back there again, um, and that is that is by no means a, a bad thing by any stretch. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and like you said, we we do have the benefit of you know seeing what's happened and when he's come in, he's 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 played well. You know, he kept he kept McGregor out the game for a few games at the start of the season when McGregor came back injured and he was on the bench. So it's 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 it, it was a great signing, I think. And then when you look at the We'll go through it, goalie, defenders, um, midfielders, attackers. So mm-hmm. in terms of defenders, he brought in Calvin Bassey from Leicester and um, um, Liam Ballier as well from Wigan mm-hmm. as well. I'm sure it would, yeah. So what did you make of, what did you make of the two signings? Um, pretty much uh, two relatively, would you say relatively unknown? Well, Bassey definitely. Balligan played for a few T. He was on loan at... He was at Wigan and he was... Where did he go on loan? No, that's what it was. He's a Brighton player. He was on loan at Wigan. He was a Brighton. Sorry, he was on loan at Wigan. That's right. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate, about that. So, what did you make of those two signings? Aye. No, good. Obviously, I think very, very different signings. Um, Yeah. You know, Balogun came in to to immediately be the man, uh, almost, or or the man next to the man. Um, I think Katic got injured. Uh, and we went out to to find somebody that could come in because we were going to be left short at centre half, which is not an area you want to be short at. Um, you know, yeah. one bad injury, um, as we already seen with Katic, or, or a suspension, or you know, COVID kicking about as well. Anything can happen. And Halander unfortunately caught COVID and was had to self isolate. All these sort of things, right? So um, he came in immediately, fill in. I think Bassi is seen as a probably a longer term replacement for for Borna, yeah. who we expect to to go. If we're all being honest, probably in the summer after a good Euros with Croatia would be, you know, for, for a decent chunk of money, that, that wouldn't shock anybody and, and might be close to best case scenario. You know, if you keep him too long and his value diminishes, if, you know, his, his form drops a wee bit or whatever, you, yeah. you know, like you make hay where the sun shines and all that jazz, didn't you? So I think um, we could see him potentially go. We've seen glimpses of Bassey to say he's good. And we've seen glimpses to say he's young and he's still got a lot to learn, and that's fine. Yep. Um, we just need to be careful that if if we do let Bonner go before he's ready, that you know we might need to then go and get a replacement. But I'm I'm sure the yeah. management team will, will know that and and be lining up replacements or whatever. Yeah. What about you? Would yeah, you think definitely. of those guys? I really I thought they were two very um, <coughs> astute signings. You know, Bassey, young upcoming English defender who can play left back and centre half. As well, you know, yep. we played we played centre half one game at the start of the season at um, St Mirren. Maybe in the the, the 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 league game he played, he came in, he came on and played centre half. Yeah, um, and he didn't he didn't look at a place. Um, he's a big know, lad, eh? he's got the frame for it. Yeah, or was it the cup game? He came in and he played centre half. Anyway, I seen him played centre half definitely. Ah, no, I know. I think I think he, you know, he played in a game and then. I think we made a sub and shifted him to centre half. Yeah, yeah, we shifted him to centre half, and he, you know. He looked, he looked good, and um, and Balogun. I think he's been a great signing so far, particularly for for nothing. You know, it was a free yes. transfer. Like that and should been, business, ah, huh? should is the word yeah, think there. Definitely, um, and he's been he's been great. You know, he's he's got that 
he's got that wee bit of speed um, that can, that can help him um, over that five five yards just mm-hmm. to get the ball, just to nick the ball or do a tackle. So he's he's definitely been invaluable this season as well. And obviously with like you mentioned with Hollander's um, COVID um, isolation that he had to do as well, um, and just some of the injuries he's, he's had an injury as well picked up. Balligan's probably maybe played more than what he thought, but he's been outstanding. Aye. He's been he's um, definitely been good. Just quickly going back to John McLaughlin as well. I just looked quickly looked up the stats in the league. He's played um nine matches, eight clean sheets for That's fantastic, isn't aye. it? And for just straight up clean sheets, he's he's uh, he's third. He's third in the in the, the kind of clean sheet table in the league and he's only played nine games. Um uh, it's it's crazy, isn't it? Percentage so eighty nine percent basically clean sheets. Who's ahead of him then if he's third? Uh, Marciano uh, at Hibs he's had nine right. clean sheets out of 20 though for a 45% return so you know like yeah. n- that's nothing Joe Lewis on 12 uh, at 24 games so that's 50, 50% and sitting top is Alan McGregor with 12 yeah. clean sheets from 17 games for a 71% <sighs> so between McLaughlin and, and McGregor we've got you know it's 20 clean sheets that we know we've already got you know we know that's yeah. that I'm sure um, yeah. but Aye, so uh, uh, we've got uh, two. So those guys are joint first, technically. But yeah. aye, um, I think because his percentage, McGregor's sitting above in the table. So uh, we've got two in the top three slash four, depending how you count it. Yeah, that's that just shows you how well we've been, how well we've been playing at the back as well um, this season with the help of guys like Balligan and Goldson and Palander and all the other guys that we've, we've mentioned as well. Ah, that's why I thought so, I'd rush that stat in because we're still talking about defenders and let's say some of that credit yeah. goes to goes to your Balligans and maybe to a lesser extent Bassey, but you know he's played a few games and I'm sure he's played in a yeah. few clean sheety games. So you know, yeah, even even like Bassey was, he wasn't anywhere near the Leicester City team because of the quality, not because of the quality they had. He just wasn't anywhere near it. He was playing for the under twenty three team. Aye. Um, and then Gerard's obviously painting them a picture. You come here, you'll be part of our first team squad. Yeah. Um, you may not play every week, but you will get game time. And he's shown that that he will get um, game time, particularly when we're, you know, maybe when we're up a few games, like up a few goals. You'll you'll bring on him, and he'll see even another side of the park, young um, Patterson coming on for Pav every once in a while as well. It's great to see these young kids coming through. Um, looking hungry and determined to play football. I think I think that last bit's the key. Um, <clears throat> Gerard looks for. I think when he signs players, he looks for himself in those players. And you see guys yeah. like Bassey and Balligan are are great examples. They're no nonsense, right? Listen to listen to Balligan speak, and you can tell he's serious about clean sheets. He's serious about his football. He's dedicated to his craft. Bassey, um, by all accounts, is the same. He's just got that hunger and thirst to learn. And it's like, okay, I'm going to stay behind in training and practice and get better. And, you know, like he's came in with a, a kind of, not a, I'm a young premiership player. I should be walking and strolling up here. Any sort of arrogance, which sometimes you get, he's come in totally humble and like, I'm here to learn and get better. Not, um, I, um, I've came for the big, bad premiership. I should be, you know, none of that. He's just come in yeah. with, with humility and he's getting after it. And I think that's what Gerard's all about. And it seems, he seems to like that in his players because, that's the type of individuals he goes and signs is kind of no nonsense. I'm very professional, but there's no guys that are like want to just like we're the best one in the world. He's a different midfielder for Gaza, for example. You know, you Gaza goes and signs boys like himself. You're, you're in trouble. Gerard goes and signs boys like himself. Yeah. 
it's just it's a different mentality, it's a different professionalism. So I think they get credit definitely. for that as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely, mate. So let's go on to midfielders. They bring in two midfielders. Um, he signed um Yanis Hadji on a permanent contract, and he's also signed um Bengani Zungu um on a season loan from Ems um from France as well. Now getting Hadji in. Um, that was one of the the things that we said at the end of last season. We need to sign this boy in a permanent deal. Yep. Um, for how well he's done and he's came in and he's um he's done been in and out of the team. You could maybe say with Hadji. Um, over the last few weeks, so I think he's been he, he was outstanding the last few games. Um, understand why he get dropped against Hibs during the during the week, but it was I thought it was a wee bit harsh on him. But you'd obviously understand why when you're playing away at Easter Road. Yep. Um, for him to be dropped. So, what, what have you made of Hadji since he came in, and then we'll talk about Zungu after that. Um, I I think Hadji has he's improved on last season. So last season when he when he came in, obviously he wasn't he wasn't there for that long, which I think is something yeah. that we need to remember as well. You know, he, he signed in January, but the league got called in mid March. You know, he was here for all of eight games or something like that. Yeah, it's not a lot of football yeah. the boy had. Um, so. You know, he was still embedding in and, and all that sort of stuff. So I think um, he's came in. He's, you can see improvement in elements of his game, um, definitely. And I, I mean, like he's not he's not kind of done any wonder goals or anything, which he had a couple of last season. But he has scored a couple. But his assists are really yeah. good. You know that that's where he's really shown this year, and and that's what we're looking for. Yeah. I liked um, when we who who was it against? Oh bugger, my mind's gone. Um, when we played them in the hole. Um, hold on, I'll tell you right now who it was against. Um, oh, Ross County. Aye, that was at the Ross County game where we we went yeah. to that four two three one and played him in the ten. That is where I think we'll 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 get lots of joy at him. And if we're doing that in home games against teams like Ross County, he'll cause them problems. And and I think he did that. Um, I, I like that that approach from him. Uh, I think he's definitely got talent. He's got an eye for a pass. He can shoot with both feet. He's got it all. He's perfect in and around the box. Definitely. Um, and I think. Uh, He'll keep improving, and he'll end up, you know, hopefully be selling for big money because he'll be too good for Scotland in the near future. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing as well. He's sort of in the, 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 almost like the Bassey bracket where he's where he's young, slightly raw, and he'll, he's just going to get better and better, isn't he? Um, Aye. Obviously, he's got he's got quite big, um, shoulders to fill in terms of his father as well. So he's got he's got that on his back, but he seems to be taking it all in his stride, um, and doing. And doing well, you know, he's 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 went to a few different clubs. He's well, he went again. He went to a few different. He's, he's played obviously in Romania, then he went again, and then you know there was other teams after him, but he chose to go again to Belgium, and then he's came here, and I think he's settled in well, um, as well. I would I would like to see him getting. I think now he'll get a good run in the team now because obviously Gerard's seen what he's capable of, particularly like you mentioned that Ross County game, and you expect to see him playing a wee bit more. Um, rather than just sort of sporadic appearances off the bench. I I, um, I think that he is young though, and he is developing. And and Gerard talks a lot about whether it's like Balogun and Halander. He mentions it. Guys like Aribo and and Hadji mentions it for different reasons. But he'll talk about or oh, we need to protect them, or we need to offload them, or we need to, you know whatever. So I would still expect to see some element of rotation. Certain games he'll maybe not get too much of a run to no burn them out. You know that sort of thing. But um, yeah. again. Going back to it, he seems to have the mentality of he's one of the guys that he's the last boy off the training pitch. 
if you've seen the footage of him training with Mutu when he was at the you know Romanian under twenty three squad or whatever, just hitting free kick after free kick after free kick after free kick. like he, he's serious about his craft as well. He's got that attitude, yeah. and I, I don't know something about coming from where he comes from. I think maybe because he comes from a kind of settled money, he's not playing for the money. He's playing for the the passion, or maybe his dad's drilled into him. You know, it's it's important to be happy and enjoying your football the, the more than it is to make the money. I don't know, but he seems to care about you know feeling at home at a club, uh, and he's found a home, yeah. and I think that's wonderful for us. Yes, definitely, mate. A hundred percent agree with you. And then the other signing, um, Bengani Zungu, coming in as well. Again, I didn't. I, I'd be lying if I said I knew anything about him before we signed him. Um, just obviously hearing reports on him, he's a combative midfielder, um, can sit deep and also go a bit forward, but we seem to be playing him as a sort of deep holding midfielder, the way that we play. Yep. Um, as well, what do you, Zundu, he's obviously not started many games this season either, he's been off the bench quite a lot, what have you made of, what have you made these performances, Aye, what have you made him so far? Um, I think he, he needs a run, I'd say he needs a bit yeah. of running the team to find his feet before you can properly judge him. Seen seen moments where you think he's looked a wee bit short of it, but how can you get the pace when you're on for ten minutes? You know, so that that happens. Yeah. But again, I would say the other side seen enough of. It looks like he's got a good passing range. It looks like he's good at breaking up the play. Um, I I think he looks good. I think I think he could mm-hmm. be that Steve Davis quarterback role. He, he could sit there, break up the play, ping passes. But he also seems to have an engine to get get into the box and get a bit further up if needed. Um, so I know I think he looks like he's got potential, but before you properly judge, I think he needs a run of games. What about you? Yeah, yeah, definitely agree with you there. We can't really judge him on on his performances so far because it's it's been it's been you know ten minutes here, fifteen minutes here, Aye. twenty minutes there. Harsh. Um, it's not been yeah, it's not been anything. Obviously, we've got the option to sign him permanently at the end of the season. And I think it's still too early to say if you would or not. Um, Aye, for us definitely. I don't know what what, what Gerard and the coaching staff are seeing. Obviously, Gerard team. sees them day to day. Yeah, but for us, I, you 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 couldn't you couldn't judge. I don't think. Um, yeah. No. Yeah, and then the next uh, the next bits of strikers where we where we signed maybe know about this. Do you mean before coming in in a permanent um, a permanent signing yep. at the end of the season, and then two two. Two transfers, pretty much out there. Obviously, something that we needed was two other strikers when we signed Kamar Roof from Anderlecht and Swiss international Cedric Itten from St Gallen, as well. Um, the Defoe was Defoe was an easy one, I think, um, to bring in. But was still, you know, he, he was here last season and he done very well, and everybody loved him and he loved the club, um, as well. And then I was I was surprised to be honest with you when we signed two players, two other strikers. Um, and Roof, which I thought was a fantastic sign. I've seen him playing a few times for Leeds United, um, and I thought he would he was amazing. Cedric Itton, again, I'd be I'd be lying if I said I knew anything about him before we signed him, um, as well. Now, were you quite surprised, Keith, that we signed that many strikers, or were you, were you expecting Morelos to leave when we signed these guys, and then obviously it's not happened, and it's been to our advantage more than anything. Um, probably a a little bit. On the last one, personally, I felt like we needed two anyway. Um, right. I, I, I would have, I would, I would, I think we're at the right number. I think we're sitting good because um, we've been short for the past two seasons. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and bear in mind, we we lost Camberry, so we we did have three, um, and it probably wasn't quite enough. We didn't quite have enough options, you know. Um, yeah. Especially one of them being Defoe, we're the best one in the world. 
he's, he's getting a bit older, right? It's taking longer yeah. to recover from injuries. He's getting more wee niggly injuries. So I, I always felt like four was where we want to be. So I was glad when we brought in the two. And I was hopeful. I, I don't know. The thinking might have been, you know, Morelos is likely gone here, so we'll bring in the two. But for me, if we did sell Morelos, I would have wanted a replacement. Not necessarily go, you know, maybe Roof's your main man, but I would have liked us to go and get somebody else because it's clear Jordan Jones was not working out. It's clear Greg Stewart's not in the plans. So having three um, and with Defoe a bit older and a bit a bit more, um, you know, kind of fragile, I felt like three wasn't enough anyway. I didn't feel yeah. so. I, I'm happy with Defoe. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I thought I was... I was I was surprised that we signed when when we signed the the freedom. Also, we knew about the four, but when we signed mm-hmm. Ruth and Ditton, I did think it was the end for Morelos. I thought he was, I thought he was going to leave, but obviously to our advantage, he stayed. And having these guys there is only going to be a good thing because last season, obviously Morelos done the business for us, but he was we were so reliant on him last season. Mm-hmm. Whereas now we've got these these other guys who are more than capable. Of you know, giving him, you know, giving him competition for his place more than anything. Defoe, I think, is fantastic to have around. Obviously, he's a fantastic goal scorer. Skill, um, still sorry, seen that goal was it against Motherwell where Tav in the flick on and that just one touch, just runs on it, lets a hit off his foot <laughs> and it goes into the bottom corner. Yeah, yeah. So he's still he's still got it and he's a fantastic guy. We always experience. You know, he's a he's a former England international. You know, there and he, you know, like guys like young guys like Itton and Morelos must be just feeding off him in terms of his knowledge every day, which is great to see um, as well. And obviously, if you think about it more, Ruth, when he's when he's played, he's mostly played as a sort of right winger almost when he's played or just behind as a number 10 um, rather than up top, fully up top um, as well, which adds that wee element of we can play, we can play a few strikers at the one time as well, which is always nice to see. Um, Cedric Itton didn't know any, didn't really know anything about him before he signed, but what I have seen of him I've been impressed with recently, particularly recently when he came in, I thought he was obviously it's difficult for a young guy to come into a different country, not to mention in the middle of a global pandemic. Um as well. But I thought maybe his last his last few performances when he's come off the bench, he's been excellent. He came he was brought against Hibbs when he came on, you know, he was running after everything. He hates Motherwell with a passion, which is only good because he's all that's only team that he seems to score a bit score against them all the time, um, as well. So yeah, it's it's looking great. Definitely, yep. do you agree with that? Aye, aye, no, no. I think I think Ruth's just Uzi's quality, Defoe Uzi's quality as well. Um, you know, in slightly different ways. Obviously, Defoe's just a quality finisher in a bit of box. Kamar Ruth's got everything, so I, I think you know his talent and ability speaks for itself. And I think by getting, I I mean. You, you touch on the right thing. I think how much we're all, and, and by we, I mean us and the listeners, anybody listening, you know, how, how fun is lockdown? How fun yeah. would it be if you were in essence staying in a hotel in a foreign country at 23 yeah. with no family or friends and, and your new workmates, you're not allowed to go and socialise with them outside of work? Like, pff, life would suck ass, man, more yeah. than it does, right? So And that's that's Itton's position. Um, so, nah, man, I, I, I think he's... I think he could be a big player. He's got the potential to be a big player for us. And yep. what I like about having him and, well, Alfie's still about is, you know, he can be an Alfie replacement. If we sell Alfie in the summer, you've basically had this this younger guy upskilling, getting used to the league, getting used to the team, getting used to the way of playing, who can pretty much slot in. You know, he, he does a lot of the, 
the things that Alfie does. He runs the channels. He does all that hard graft. He, he's good at holding the ball up. He's decent at interplay. He's dangerous in the box. You know, like he's got a lot of the same qualities. They might they might use them in slightly different ways, admittedly, but he's got a lot of the same qualities as Alfie does. You know, so um, yeah, his hold up play is a bit more intelligent, whereas Alfie's got you know his big ass and and stuff like that. But it, it's the same. He offers a lot of the similar things to the team. So. I think he could be a good Alfie replacement in, in a kind of longer term. So it's smart business yeah. in that sense. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 100% agree with you there. Um, and also, just sort of looking looking back on it then, good transfer window. I think it's definitely been a great transfer window um, as well, based on based on everything that they've done at the start of the season. Um, and it's, I think the good thing is, obviously, like we mentioned at the start of it, we need to bring in better quality players and I think he's obviously seen that and he's done it Aye, aye and I think the other thing that it, it, you know it wasn't like we went out and spent 50 million we went out and spent 10 million or something like that roughly it's a bit hard to know some of the fees were, were not, not publicised but you can yeah. you know from what you what you you can you can garner you're looking at around about the 10 million mark which is the board back in Gerard again which is great um, yeah. and also coming into you know quite a big season for, for obvious reasons um, every season with a title is a big season. You know, you need to go and win it the next one. Um, it, it's kind of one of the ones where there's no excuses, right? Now, Gerard, you've got the squad you want. You've got quality players, multiple mo- multiple quality players in every position. They're giving you more money again. Go and get it done, you know? And yeah. I, I think that the club deserve credit for that. And so there's, like, you know, obviously Gerard and the scouting department and, you know, uh, Ross Wilson for going and identifying these guys and getting the deals over the line pretty much under wraps, which was awesome. Um, but it, it's just good to see everybody just coming together and, it, like I say, no excuses. Let's get We've got the team now, let's go and get it done and we'll, we'll probably talk about how much they got it done. Yes, yeah. yeah. So one of the things I also wanted to quickly talk to you, don't need to spend a lot of time on this, was also um, you being a sort of tactics man. Have you seen any difference um, on last season compared to this season? Um one of the things that I noticed, I don't, you know, you might talk about further in this is how when we we bring on a substitute, we pretty much it's pretty much seamless. You know, there's no real change in the there's no real change in the formation or the tactics and how and the tempo of how we play. You know, usually when you see when you see a team like bringing on a sort of Andy Carroll figure, you know, like a big striker, like maybe people might see with Itton being a tall, you know, a big tall striker. You think they might be playing Route One up to them, whereas Rangers don't do that. Have you sort of noticed anything else, or else are you are you sort of feeling the same as me in that one? I know, no, definitely. Like you say, there's um, and I think having just went through the signings, you know, having multiple quality players in each position, you're seeing that now. It's not like you say you don't bring on it and, and and you know use them like Mourinho used Fellaini at Man United, where just stick the big guy in the box and up the ball into him, and he'll cause a bit of a bit of chaos, and we'll, we'll feed off the scraps. It's not that, it's it's like for like. And you've seen Itton come on for Hadji and hug the right touchline and play on the wing. Do you know what I mean? Like you say, he's kind of come on and, and Hadji floats a bit and Itton's floated a bit, and he stay, stays there all the time. But it's not like he comes on and, and stands in the penalty spot and wants us to hit his head. He will go and play like a right winger, you know? So yeah. you're right, we, we, we are kind of holding it. Um, in terms of attacking tactics and stuff, ah, there's been a fundamental shift in our play this year. I don't know if um, it's something that they've wanted to do for a while, we've just not the players. I, I, I suspect not. I suspect it's been during the long layoff of the season, completing early last year, or, well, being called early or whatever, 
Um, I think the, the the management team have sat down and went, how the hell do we crack some of this, these nuts? You know, and, and um, it's it's been a problem for us, a well documented problem of breaking down these you know low blocks or parking the bus or you know we've seen Motherwell went one all up and then just went five five, um, all inside their own third, and you're like, holy shit, that's horrific. Um, yep. But we've we've went a total different way about it. It's no longer just get the boy to Tavon Bonner and try to find Alfie. You know, Alfie's been dropping deep, and we've he's been creating creating space for runners in behind. And that's something we did use previously. Um, we've seen we've seen us use that a little bit here and there, but it seems to be something we've we've done a lot more of is is just getting that Morelos dropping deep, runners in behind, but also other movement movement's been the key and something that we've you know the final third. And Arfield getting beyond, he's been getting goals again this season like he did in his first season. We've been getting a lot more movement. And if you get people moving out of position, runners coming late, that's how you beat, beat these low blocks a lot of the time. You know, it's not about throwing more more bodies forward. It's about mixing it up. Can we get shots for distance, which is something we've typically not been great at. Um, and now you've got guys like Hadji and Arfield who don't mind taking pops, even when they're off target. It gives the defender something else to think about. Next time they, they think, all right, I need to go out and shut this guy down and it creates a bit of space. You know, it's all about... It's all about getting them moving, getting them turning, and I'm not sure, not sure what's happening. You know, creating doubt. Yeah. And the movement's been has been totally different, and that's all came from initially doing more of the bring the centre forward out, then the centre half score. Do I go with them? Do I know what happens? Aberdeen, the one 0 away right at the start of the season, that was a goal. Alfie comes deep. Kent runs in behind. Alfie flicks it in the corner. Kent's through one on one with the keeper. It's one 0 and and that that set the tone quite early for the type of movement and stuff we were going to be using, and we've seen a lot more yeah. of that. Yeah, so so good to see and so refreshing to see as well. Um, so like I said, I just wanted to spend a wee bit of time on the tactics, mm-hmm. um, just to see you know the fundamental differences that we've that we've had there, which is great to see. So now what I want to talk about is pretty much a chunk here is you know the game so far and how we've how we've performed and the we're going to split up into three sections: the league, Europe, and then the cup. Um, cool. and how we've performed and performed in them. So so let's talk about the league first. Have you got any? You you being a stats man, you you you've got some uh, stats prepared for us, mate. Aye, so in the league we've played. I mean, none of this is going to shock you, I don't think. But we've played twenty six games, right? So break them down for your home. Played twelve, won twelve, scored thirty eight, conceded one. Wow, that's frightening. Yeah. Um, so that's eleven clean sheets in twelve home games. And then Motherwell with that sloppy goal that we conceded um, has, has been in the league. Um, away record, 14 matches, 11 wins, 3 draws, 28, 4 and 6 against, um, which is still phenomenal, zero losses, yeah. right, obviously. Um, and then we're looking at um, 26 matches overall, 23 wins, 3 draws, 66 goals for, 7 against. And again, that, that number 7, obviously, I'm sure everybody will be familiar with, but just to reiterate, I think that's 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 crazy. In twenty six games, we've conceded seven goals. It's just it's, it's wild, man. Um, it's frightening. It's unreal, isn't it? Um, yeah. And then just one last thing on the league. So after match day one, we were third. Um, after match day two, we were second, and after match day three, we were first, and we've no budged after twenty. So twenty six matches in, we're still first, and we've been in first position since match day three. So wow. two games outside the outside top spot as well. So pretty consistent, pretty comfortable up there. Um, but you know we've yep. we've got uh, the the seat shaped to our arse now in first position. Yep, yep. Um, has there been any games in particular? You know, during the season, obviously there's been a number of 
memorable ones, but is there any games in particular that really stood out to you as, you know, fantastic performances or anything, you know, you want to highlight just as how different is this season compared to last? Um, it's, it's a good question. I'm probably going to pick maybe the same team a couple of times, but I'm, I'm going to pick, the first one I would pick it is um, Kilmarnock at home on the 22nd of August. So the game before we went to Livy and and it was a it was a very much a last season draw. Livy were yeah. break, being stuffy and hard to break down. We created pretty much nothing um, apart from Ryan Kent running about 80 yards and skinning seven of them and hit, just skimming the post in the 93rd minute or whatever. Probably dramatising some of that there, but you you know you probably remember what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So I mean that was that was turgid, uh, and and the fans went a bit like, oh, we've seen this movie before. Um, and then the next game is is Kelly at home. Uh, Kelly, of course, there's all sorts of problems. It's a similar problem to Livy, um, and we go out and it's a it's a comfortable two 0 win. And I think that that was good just to bounce back, you know, and, and and say right, okay, dust ourselves off. Yes, that that hurt us. We've been hurt like that before. Um, last year, last year, but you know we're going to another tough game. Typically tough for us, despite Kelly you know, having a great season this year. Um, and we got the business done. Uh, and and obviously we know since then we've we've won however many games it's been twenty odd and drawn two since then. So I think yeah. that for me it seems a bit silly, but I just like the fact that we just didn't let it didn't let it get to us. We could easily we were in first. We were we're already top of the league by that point. Um, and we've we've dropped points. It could easily have been the next week. Oh no, you know we've got to first again. We've shot the bed again because uh, that's what's happened to us before. As soon as we got to the summit, yeah. we fell off uh, and and hit every rock on the way down, uh, and we didn't. And, and I like that. Yeah. I think it's just a wee difference in the mentality. Yeah, definitely. What about you? What would be your next one after that? Probably, obviously, the performances in no forum games was was outstanding. Um, Aye, the first one, I suppose, at Sharkhead, it was pretty. Yeah. Uh, that that was, I mean, we were in second gear, weren't we? Aye, we were pretty much we were all over them. Um, it was it was brilliant. They, they played so well, um, as well. And then it was like you mentioned, like you mentioned when we spoke as well. We played Kelly away two games after that, and we beat them again one nothing away from home, which was a big one as well to show that, you know. This what not playing well and winning is a sign of as a sign of champions. Yep. You know, a sign of somebody that's going to win the league and it's done well. You know, it's we've, we've been fantastic. And there's also don't remember we've had we've gave a few teams a right good doing this season as well. I uh, well know, after that Kelly one, you're you're probably going to touch on the games, but like you say, that Kelly one just just something you said there. It, it, it did it was a, a kind of champions performance and it gave us a bit of a confidence boost and the next three teams paid for it quite heavily. So do you want to talk about the next yeah. three games quickly? Yeah, yeah, the next three games um, on the 8th of November, um, poor Hamilton came to Ibrox <laughs> and get scalped sk- get get 8 nothing. That was, that was, that was relentless, that game, man. It was just Aye. constant, you know, we were going ahead and then Aberdeen, came as well and then we scalped them for nothing as well but that was another four going on eight Aye. as well and then we went up to Dingwall and we beat Ross County um, we beat them for nothing as well so the, there was a few teams got a good scalping and I think one of the other things that was vitally important during this time as well was the run that we had in the lead up to you know the Christmas period mm-hmm. and then the festive period where we played Celtic again on the second 
as well. We had some really tough games in December. Um, you know, we had Ross County away, which isn't an easy one. Dundee United away, which is also a hard one. Model at home, St Johnston away, Hibs at home, St Mirren away, and then Celtic as well. So that was a massive running, a bit, lot, of, lot of games in a short period of time. Um, and we came out at trumps every time, you know. You know, we, the main thing is was just grinding through the results and getting the victories. Aye. And and we done that. Definitely. I mean, you remember we had two Europa League games and uh, group games in December and off? Yeah. So it was a massive month for us. And then obviously January we had we had them coming coming here as well. Well, let's talk about it's that quickly. Was... I mean, winning an old firm game with zero shots on target is uh, is yep. just phenomenal. I mean, that, yeah. that banter value alone is worth three points. Yep. I mean, the thing, see, see the thing about the see when you looked at it, see the first 20 minutes. What, what, I, I watched the game back a few days later after after it, and they did hammer us for 20 minutes, but then after that, they were knackered because they put so much work in it. Whereas you know, we were still, we were still fit. I think, I, I think we were one of, we were probably, if not, we are, we are the fittest team in the league, and we just kept going and going and going. And then when Beaton gets sent off, which was a clear sending off, um, I, th- I thought there was only going to be one winner after that. Um, I didn't really Aye. feel, I, I, I certainly didn't feel like we were going to get beat. And I think with that game, it was more like a. I must not get beat for us rather than in Celtic it was a must win for them um, and uh, we, we came out we came out in Trumps and obviously Callum, uh, Callum McGregor fulfilled a boyhood dream of scoring at Ibrox a winner against an old forum game as well so he'll That's be happy it. with that I know c- congratulations to the kid I mean I'm sure he's been <laughs> spent a lot of time in his back garden as a boy fantasising about that exact moment so it's, it's good to it's good to see someone live their dream um, but, but you're right I mean you would if you looked at the press and the following day, you would think uh, Celtic were Brazil for 1970, and and we were you know the great train robbers who somehow managed to you know snatch snatch victory from from a horrible windy you know like poor poor, poor Celtic that went out and performed amazing. Yeah. After after that uh, Lee Griffith save on the 23rd minute or whatever the 21st whatever it was that McGregor pulls off. I mean he's he's like one good one for Edward. He said that. Great save from from Lee Griffiths. After that, me and you could have been in goals for Rangers. Like they, yeah, they had no more shots on target. Shot. Literally no. no shots on target. So I mean, this they battered us. No, they didn't. They they gave us no. a, they gave us a, like you say they got in our faces a bit. And I mean, even then they had Edward almost through on goal, clear cut chance, fine. Griffiths were a, a, a pretty decent, great strike, whatever you want to call it, from all of twenty five yards. They didn't cut his open, you know. It wasn't like they no. were through one on one. They hit the post, they hit the bar, missing sitters left, right. That, that wasn't happening. They didn't. It wasn't like they. If you look at their expected goals or whatever, I've not done it. I'm sure it wasn't sitting at seventeen like they would try to make you believe. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. didn't. Um, and then, like you say, they went down to ten men. It felt like it's a matter of time before we get the goal. We get the goal for two to circumstances for sure, uh, and then it felt like we were just like, right, let's shut the shop. That's it. Yep. We've 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 got our, we've done our business for the day. Let's shut the shop. And and that was it. They didn't threaten us. We didn't particularly bother. And it just petered it to nothing. So I don't I don't buy that. Like I say, they were they were Brazil for nineteen seventy. That's not what happened. No, That's not the football game I watched. Definitely not. Definitely not. And then since then, like I said, we've been. You know, we're still obviously the uh, the draw to Motherwell. Uh, um, 
you know, at Motherwell was a bit of a disappointment with Big Inton coming on and bagging a goal for us. And then we always beat beat Ross County um at home and it was it was five going on. That was another one that was five going on about eight as well. And then it was it was so, so refreshing to hear somebody like John Hughes, an ex Celtic player, saying that's how you play football. I would love to coach a team that played football the way that Rangers coach football. So it was refreshing to see someone actually sticking up for us and saying, you know what, they play good football. Um, as well, and then beating Hibs during the week was a was a massive one as well. Um, Aye, I think as well. January's where we've we've lost it before, isn't it? I mean, yes. you, know, you, you can't win the league in January, but for the last two seasons, we've chucked it away in January. So um, people always talk about December because it's so busy, but you know, like I say, recently for us, January's been where it's actually mattered, um, and yeah. and it was good this this January to see us go through again another. Kind of tough on the fixtures, you know, an old firm game, away to Aberdeen, away to Motherwell, away to Hibs, all right, maybe yeah. a kind of home to Ross County, you'd say that that's one you would expect to win in there. But they come in having gubbed Aberdeen 4-1 and beat Hibs 3-0, you know, they, 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 had, they had a wee bit of previous, they'd no longer put Celtic out in the League Cup, which um, obviously created plenty of banter value. But So they'd had results recently where you'd think, you know... It still would have been a shock, but you know what I mean. It's no, it's yeah. no given. But I, all the other games, I mean, all the other games are easy. You could drop points in any of them, as we did at Motherwell, and you'd be like, it's not a horrific shock. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. so to come out of that with, you know, four wins and a draw, I think uh, that's phenomenal, man. That's better than yeah, you would have expected. I think. And it is, and then looking ahead to February, we've only got three league games in February: two at home, one away. Um, four well and it's four is it Dundee United games three. moved remember oh so it is sorry the Dundee United games now moved yeah um, so four games and then the two European games in the middle of that as well yep which is what we're going to we're going to talk about now so again we just keep doing what we're doing in terms of the league take each game as it comes and then we're getting closer to that um, eight victories to to clinch the title which now looks like if we do keep winning the way we're winning we could win the league at Celtic Park. Could win it at Sharkhead. Yep. Which would be unreal if it did happen. But like I said, just take each game as it comes in terms of the league um, and just keep doing what we're doing. I think that's all we need to do with that. Aye. Just keep winning, chopping them up, closing yep. off the game days and, and we'll get there. If we can yep. do it at, 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 at their midden, then you know it was, it was fun the last time and I'd like to get a try again. But let's see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's have a quick chat about, about Europe. Cool. Then and how well we've done there. Um, so obviously we started in the qualifying rounds, beat um, Red Imps five nothing, get fairly fairly comfortable one. And then the next two games after that, I thought we you know, playing uh, volume um, at and and Holland would have been a tricky game, and we showed it up and we showed them up as well by beating them four nothing, um, which was which was great. And then probably easily, you know, another really really difficult game when we get drawn against Galatasaray. Um, who are no mugs, you know, definitely say they're a Champions League team. Um, every every shadow of doubt, massive, massive club, lots of big names in there as well, and we, we put them to the sword as well. Yep, a one-off Before game, anything can group. happen, home or away, yep. but in an empty stadium, it, it matters less, let's be honest, so I know definitely, two good results yeah. for sure. Two good results for sure, then we got into the group stages where we ended up getting drawn with um, Poznan, um, from uh, Poland, we got Standard Liège, and we also got the Giants Benfica as well. Again, Benfica, massive team 
as well. Huge reputation out there as well. So we had, we had, a, we had a tricky group. You know, we didn't have an easy group by any stretch of the imaginations. Any of these teams could come and, you know, beat us on the day. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And then we obviously, fantastic. Do you want to tell us a bit about the record in, in Europe then? Um, how we done in the group stages, Keith? I, I, I think we, we, we'll all know it kind of speaks for itself. But yeah, uh, you're, you're right. You know, we had a, we had a, a great group stage, undefeated, six games, four wins, two draws. What, what, what more could you ask for? You know, top the group. Um, phenomenal. Head to head, we yeah. beat everybody. Um, okay, we beat Benfica away on away goals, but still, you know, head to head, we beat everybody. Yep, that's 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 it, man. The money we'll have made from yep. it is is phenomenal. Uh, and Kamar Roof, uh, we we can't mention the group stage without mentioning probably both that's his cool. goals. Actually, I mean the one in Liège from you know inside his own half, just phenomenal, world class. Nothing you can say about it. But the one at Ibrox against Benfica was pretty shit hot as well. Um, I, yeah. I work with a Portuguese guy who's a Benfica fan, so we had kind of a, a number of chats throughout the group stages, basically, and uh, kind of in advance of playing playing each other, and you know, and and afterwards and stuff. And what was clear just quickly on that was that you know there was respect, there's respect for Rangers. They knew it was going to be a tough game. Um, didn't they think you know that it was going to be a walk in the park? Figured Rangers would probably go and top the group, uh, certainly after the first game. Um, when we spoke, he was like, "Ah, you'll win the group now." He was more confident than I was that we were going to we were going to win our last two games. <laughs> um, I was kind of like, "Nah, we're through. We might we might not bother." Um, and and before the second game, he says, "I I'd say to him after the first game, I think it was, I says, go and like they see Roof's goal.'" And he said, "No, I said go on YouTube, watch Roof's goal." And then in advance of the first the second game at Ibrox, he said, "Oh God, I watched that goal. It's phenomenal. Hope he doesn't do it like that." And then obviously Roof just smacks one right in the top bin. And then when we spoke yeah. about it after the game, he was like. Ah well, I did say I hope he doesn't, and they did. So you know, one of the ones. Um, <laughs> so I man, Rangers are well respected in Europe, and we've showed that in the group by by Boston, really. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that was slightly disappointing about the group stages was obviously the Benfica games where we were where we were winning, and then we obviously come back to draw, particularly the whole, the the Benfica away game when they were down to ten men, um, three one up, and then lose two two goals, particularly the last goal in the 90, 91st minute or something like that we lost it in. Mm-hmm. As well, and then the home game where you're two nothing up in sailing, and then you lose two goals as well from that as well. Um, you mentioned something to me beforehand, which I never really thought of, was the um, which maybe it might be good to bring up now, mate. I I, I think um, I think Gerard just got out coached by an experienced manager. Um, out of Benfica's five goals, four of them were from subs. The only one that wasn't he was the the one right at the very, very start of the, the away game. Remember, they scored inside like a minute when Big Phil yeah. Hollander had a brain fart. Um, apart from that, their other other goals were from subs uh, and we made one sub over uh, the 180 minutes against them. I, I, I think that I, a more experienced manager just, he was watching the game, he made changes, the changes worked um, and uh, our manager wasn't quite sure what to do when th- those those things happened. Um, I, I think he kind of got stuck between you know two maybe two ideas. Do I make a change and, and, and give his fresh legs or oh, if I change it and somebody makes a mistake or gets caught in position because he's not warmed up yet? Or I don't know. I think Gerard just got a wee bit rabbit in the headlights and, and the other coach just got the better of him over the over the two games. In a weird way, I know I've said we won the head-to-head, but you know what I mean? I think, like you say, yeah. we, we were up by two goals with 15 minutes to go in both games and, and didn't seal a win in either. 
I, I think the other guy just outcoached him. And it'll happen. He'll learn yeah. from it. It's, it's, there's no shame in it. Um, that's just my interpretation of what happened, which might be wrong. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously we've got two games in the knockout stage to look forward to, so fingers crossed we can we come through them as well. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The last thing I want to talk about saving the saving the worst to last year almost is our cup run. Obviously we've only played two games because the Scottish Cup has now been rescheduled to we don't know when, um, because of COVID. So we played League Cup games against Falkirk, which we comfortably won and then the, the quarterfinals against St Mirren, which is probably the only real downside to the season so far, you would say, was that was that performance. You know, I think um Golson scored early on and we thought that we were just going to play and seal it like we like we've done every game, but we get lacks of days ago and you know, fair play to St Mirren, they came out and they, they beat us. Aye. Um in that game. It was just a really poor performance and it was also a great chance to win the cup with like you said, Belly Ron with Celtic getting put out. Uh, it was a disappointing one. I think the um, I've got a couple of feelings on it like you say I think complacency definitely happened we went one all up and we were on a great run and we thought oh well that's it um, and it's a cup game so it wasn't typical if it was a league game St Mirren might have still just sat in and tried to score late um, but it was a cup game and they came at us and when you give up momentum in sport it, it it's, doesn't matter what sport uh, momentum's massive we gave it up you can't just get it back at the flip of a switch that's not how it works they wanted it out for us during that period and then, as I say, we just couldn't get the momentum back, and and, and that's what happened. A few individual errors, certainly with the last goal, you know, going to yeah. each an injury time or, or pretty much bang on the, the 90 minutes and then conceding an injury time should never happen. Um, but I think it was just a, a symptom of the game overall and St Mirren were good victory, a good, a good value for the victory and we need to take yeah, on definitely. the chin. But it's frustrating because yep. my concern now is that this team might only win the league this year because the Scottish Cup might not happen. And and this is a yep. team that deserves a treble or something, you know. And I feel that they've they've probably the frustrating thing is they've threw away a good chance and just let themselves do a wee bit for me. Um, and yeah. probably might not get the 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 medals they deserve because they they don't they deserve more than one medal this year. Um, and it's just yeah. frustrating that they've chucked one away for something so stupid. I hundred percent agree with you. You know, this was a massive opportunity to come away with a cup, at least a at least a double this season Aye. in the cup in the league. Um, and it looks like that's obviously that's not going to happen. It depends if the Scottish Cup keep going. Aye. If that ever gets back on, you know the way that the the lower league teams have all suspended at the moment. So I just extended um, it today, and all didn't they by like two yeah. weeks or so, at minimum two weeks. So it, it doesn't look yeah, that likely, and unless they they do something controversial with the Scottish Cup and say right, we're just going to make, we're just going to make it out of the the Championship and the Premiership. You know the top two full timers, two time leagues, uh, full time leagues that are still going on. They play for it. Yeah. Nobody else does. Unless they do that, I don't think it's going to get completed, to be honest. Yeah, it's going to be a tricky one how they do yeah. it. Um, and the unfortunate thing is, we're trusting these, the powers that be at the SFA to sort this out for us, which is even more scary. Aye, aye. Who, who, who's the fools? It's really us expecting them to do anything, do you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. So just the just the sort of last few minutes, Keith, here, I just want to have a, a quick chat about, you know, sort of, do, do you feel like obviously we've, we've spoken about stuff do we, do we need to reset our ambitions this season and looking forward to next season it's, it's nice to see we've obviously done a wee bit of business so far you know we're bringing in um, Jack Simpson from um, Bournemouth and it looks like we're bringing in the other boy from Bournemouth he, he, his name his name for, um, forgets me no one because it's a bit of a tongue tie one but um, 
looks like he might be coming in as well. And we're, we're sort of trying to play for Aberdeen as well. Get ahead of ourselves. Yes, yeah, so obviously we've got Scott Wright coming in as well. You're right. Um, there, and we maybe try to get him before Monday as well, which would be a nice wee start to the, you know, the nice wee end to the January window. We've obviously let Jordan Jones go today to Sunderland. Oh, did for the rest oh, of the season. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's away there Good. for the rest of the season, which I thought was obviously inevitable after him and um, Edmondson's brain farts, which they done. Um, going to a party during lockdown, Aye. which is. One's perfect Ridiculous. though. We're going to put the selling shop window, and maybe we'll get money for them in the, yeah. in the summer. Um, yeah, exactly. So expectations quickly. Um, I for me, as <laughs> as as I touched on earlier with the with the Europe, um, as a Rangers fan, you always want a wee bit more. And for me now, I would love is to. I think if we can't win a treble, let's see this team go undefeated in the league. Um, so I'm yeah. hoping for an undefeated season, and I'd love to see us get past a hundred points. Um, if we can. If we win every game, then I think we'll we'll have 108 points or something like that, which would be a record, I believe. Um, so mm-hmm. I'd like to see us take that. But that's not the expectation. Ex- expectation now is undefeated and more than 100 points. That, to me, yeah. I think would be a phenomenal achievement. What about you? What, what are you yeah. now hoping yeah. for this year? I'm the same. I want, I, 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 I want the league done as soon as possible. <laughs> um, and, you know, the quicker we get that done, the better. And let's say there'd be, be the icing on the cake after everything we've had to go undefeated. Um, you know, we've been through, what, nearly 10 years of shite pretty much over the last few over the last few years. You know, we've had season tickets all through it, going to places like Brecon, you know, seeing it getting beat off Elgin at home, you know, <laughs> stuff like that that we've been through this <laughs> over this time yeah, as well. The people, we've had, the people we've had in our club. So to come out on top and win this league in such a spectacular fashion and the way we've done it, as well, and some of these players, all, all the players will be legends when we win the league. But guys like Connor Goldson, who's been fantastic, um, Alan McGregor's been fantastic, Barisic, Tavenier, we can't forget how well he's played this season as well. He's been outstanding. Crazy stats, aye. Yeah, his stats are just out of this world. These guys are going to be legends forever. Um, you know, once we, if we, more than likely, we, we will get it, but when we get this, um, League up and running, but it'd be, it'd be even better to go undefeated in the league. Aye, aye. I think it's what they deserve because then, you know, like, let, let's remove any doubt. And if you go and get 100 points and go undefeated, like, you have destroyed everybody and totally dominated. Um, and I think that's what they deserve because, like I said, that maybe going maybe gonna to miss out on the cups because of, of circumstance um, and sloppiness. So let's go and get that yeah. and just show how dominant it's been. And that would supplement yeah. and it would still still be records and, and credit that I think this team deserves. Um, and I think we should do a show soon on on 55 and what it, what it's going to mean and all that sort of stuff because there's, there's, there's lots yeah. to talk about there, as I'm sure you, you know. Definitely, definitely. And that could um, that'll potentially be our next show. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a good place to end it there, mate. And... Um, we'll be back soon, guys. Very soon, quicker, sooner than what we've, we've been. Um, we'll be back probably in the next week or two with another podcast out here um, to get that done. So all I can say is, as always, thank you to um, my main man, Keith. Keith, thanks very much, buddy. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Fun as always. Love it. Yes. As always, it's good to be back, isn't it, it is, mate? Aye. And good to see Rangers back where they belong as well. Indeed. So, like I say, we'll be back soon. Until then, we'll speak to you.